I'm not governed by the fear of what other people say. You've got to open your heart. Well, number one, he's one of the elite offensive players in the game. All right, I'm Dave Murphy, columnist with the Philadelphia Daily News. I'm joined by Phillies beat writers, junior and senior, Matt Gelb and, and Matt Breen. Happy to be here, Matt Gelb's intern, Matt Breen. We have a, we're, we're the doormats. We have Phillies beat writer, Matt Gelb, and the assistant to the Phillies beat writer, Matt Breen. Yep, I get his Wawa coffee every morning. Yep. All right, so they're back from Clearwater, Florida. Gelb looks nice and brown. Breen looks like a pasty Northeast <laughs> Irish kid. And I'm going to ask you right away, because Gelb seems to think that the Phillies could lose more games this year than last year. Do you think they will, or do you think they could? I think it's within the realm of possibility. I don't know that it's going to happen, but I think that, yeah, the Phillies left spring training with a ton of optimism, as they should. Look, they played pretty good ball, and they have a young rotation, and they have some younger players. They're more they're simply the talent bar is raised. I mean, just remember what the opening day roster looked like last year. Remember that David Buchanan was the third starter, Jerome Williams in the rotation, Sean O'Sullivan. The bar is raised, that is for sure. Does that mean does that is that going to translate to more wins in 2016? I'm not convinced of that. Yeah, I agree. I, I, oh, I, I honestly, I, I can see them winning more games, but I'm not going to fight you on it. I, I think. Oh, I'd love to see you fight them. We could do that later, but I think they're going to have a lot of the young kids come up in the summer. Could bring some energy, and like you said, Sean O'Sullivan's not going to throw a pitch this year. So who will you be covering as the Reading Phillies beat writer? Uh. Hopefully you, if you're there, if you're going tonight, I'll come hang out. So what, what? what's your win total then? Like, give me a window, Breen, first. Well, they lost 99 games last year. I I said before spring training that they would win 10 more games than they did last year, and I will stick to that. So 89 losses, 162 minus 89, I'm not good at math. So however many wins that is, I'll take it. <laughs> and a D minus an element. That would be 73. Break. 73. Thank you. I have a calculator. I could add it up. Do you have one of those calculator watches? You look like the kind of kid that had one of those calculator watches. No. Right. I, I think, look, I think the games will be more entertaining. Think about how many times last year you turned on the game and it was the third inning and it was over. Never, because I did not watch any games <laughs> last year. I'm talking to the listeners. Right. Uh, I think they will lose in different ways. Obviously, the bullpen is a tire fire uh, to the point where Pete McCannon, who two weeks ago was like, First of all, Andrew Bailey is a front runner for closer, and then, no, that's not going to happen. Then he was like, well, we, we need to name a closer. I don't want to have a closer by committee to two weeks later, we don't have a closer. It's not worth naming anyone a closer because none of the guys here are good enough to be a closer. He didn't say good enough, but but the, none of them have, have uh, achieved that status or that title so far. So the bullpen is going to lose them a ton of games. So what's, ba- what's Bailey's story? I apologize. I have not been hanging on everywhere that you guys have been writing if you have not do you want me to catch you up on what's going on here in the city of philadelphia since you guys just landed we have a villanova men's basketball team that we're all pretending to care about uh none of us very successfully it's like the taney dragons and then we have the yeah the taney dragons exactly uh no there's far more love for the taney dragons of villanova but seriously like so i i was listening to wip to or i don't know what it was are we allowed to say wip I was listening to a sports radio talk station that services the metro Philadelphia area. And, you know, they were going, you know, the host was opening up the show saying, you know, it was just like an ode to the Villanova Wildcats and how, like, it takes a lot. It takes a great team to really capture, like, the city of Philadelphia. 
you know, like, you know, this team's great because everyone's getting behind them. And then, like, the first five callers were talking about the Eagles draft. It, was well, I, it seems like there's more excitement <laughs> about the Flyers and there is oh, going yeah. over, right? Yeah. I mean, people look, we've talked about this before with Jonathan Tannenwald because it makes him very angry because he, like, loves college basketball. Like, it's a on his family tree. And he refuses to admit that Philadelphia is not a college basketball town. It was a college basketball town when so I, I, I mean, I'll take I'll take. Like Bob Vetrone and Mike Kern's word for it, and say it was a college basketball town in 1980. In, 19, in the 80s, when Temple was going to tournament every year, and LaSalle had Lionel Simmons, and Villanova won the national title. And Villanova won the national title. But but I mean, dude, you look at the analytics on our stories. Like th- those stories are like luck- lucky to get four figures. You well, know, I think the city was crazy when St. Joe's made their run, and you know they all bought into that. I, I think this is different because Nova's not considered an underdog. A lot of people are. That's the one team that, if you are a Big Five fan, you're polarized against Nova. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's. Well, I mean, they're not really a Big Five team, are they? Yeah, they are. Is this uh, is this all? Who's, you know, who's is this the, who's transition the here that that Andrew Bailey is from South Jersey? Oh yeah, and that he, he loves Villanova, and he's which that's one's why the, he pitched which one's the one on the outside? Is Drexel the one on the outside? Yeah, they're the yeah, sixth. Yeah. They're the sixth, yeah. even though they're actually in the city. The city six. So will they have a parade down Lancaster Avenue? Yeah, they'll have a and will you be there? Will you be outside Brownies? Will you be on the? Balcony at Brownies with your twenty-five cent drinks and and uh, yelling at the Villanova Wildcats if they win a title. Yeah. I think we'll be in Cincinnati, parading down whatever Cincinnati's big street is. <laughs> if they have, they one. don't. I don't think they have one. I don't think they, they do have, have a roads. great. They do have a great homeless commune on the banks of the river, though. I know. I'm happy that. All they, right, Andrew Bailey. What's his What's the story? The story is that his fastball has really lost some life the last few weeks, and he started to get hit around. Opposing batters started to really barrel him, and he was coming in later in games, too, and he was facing some minor league hitters who were really squaring him up. And I think Pete came out and said, look, he's a front runner, and I think some people upstairs were like, whoa, whoa, hold on a second. You know, there's still a couple weeks left here. And, yeah, he might have been the front runner at the time. I think that was the belief. But, remember, Andrew Bailey has got a really checkered injury past, and I think they look at him as a guy who could really benefit from going to having basically another month of spring training. Like he'll go to AAA Lehigh Valley. Probably he has an out in his contract for May first, I think, and they're let him go to AAA and they'll see if he can be a little more consistent. And again, this bullpen's going to be a revolving door. Andrew Bailey could be the closer of this team. Kelby, you have the been on, you have been trashing this Phillies bullpen since like January fifteenth. It's been great. You, you hate this Phillies. Well, bullpen. no, I actually, I, I Dalier Hinoosa is one of the best Whoa, stories no, 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 on the team. Let's have. I, I want to hear what's this guy's name. Hino Hosa. Oh, there you go. Oh, I got that's easy. Yeah. I can do that. Hino Hosa is a really great the, story. He's also Golf a philosopher. Of Mexico, not the Golf of Mexico. Golf. Yeah, I found that out this week. Yeah, Breen's from the Northeast. He says Nishiamini. He likes Achidiakano from Nishiamini. Arch. Just keep it simple. Arch. Arch. No, it's actually Arc. There's no H. Yeah, but you say Arch. I don't say Arch. Uh, whatever. You say water. You didn't know Villanova's in the Big Five, so yeah. You're do, right. do you know what Breen? What it, this summer or this summer, this spring, one of Breen's favorite things to do was to go get a Rita's water ice at night, like as a <laughs> yeah. as a little dessert. There's one on Gulf to Bay Boulevard in Clearwater, and uh, Golf to Bay. That's the least. That's the least. <laughs> Matt, you had a good Goff. day at work today. Jared go Golf, nice gelati. So, like, do you call Jared Golf Jared Golf, or is it like not Golf? I think so. Golf. So G O about him enough though. So G O F F is the same as G U L F. Yeah, it's all it's all relative. All right. Yeah. Who are the Eagles going to draft? Eagles. No, who are they going to draft? Uh, I this is, we need to like every now and then just randomly throw a non-secular <laughs> throw Eagles thing in there so people keep on listening because that's the only thing people care about. 
I, I would like a quarterback just because I'm selfish and I think it's more interesting to draft a quarterback, but realistically, they probably should draft like an offensive lineman. Okay. Realistically, they should not do anything that you just said. They should take the best player available on their board, regardless of position. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's how I'm not in the war room. Though. Right, I got you. Are people going to get excited about the Major League Baseball draft? Who, who, all right, so actually, that's no. a great question. Who, who right now, uh, I, I guess they're just probably getting underway. Uh, down the, south, they've been playing probably since mid-February. The what? high school seasons are starting like okay. right now, so like we, actually Friday. So is, is uh, there's a lot of guys that we're talking about today that I can't pronounce his name. What's his name? P-U-K? Puke? Puck. <laughs> I'm gonna call AJ him, Puck. I'm going to call him Puke. AJ Puke. All right. Uh, what, what's his story? Is he still number one overall? I think there's some questions about him because he has not pitched very well. He actually had some rough outings against Dartmouth and Harvard, well, which... Dartmouth of the Fighting Clentax. The, the Fighting, fighting Matt Clentax. Yeah. And actually, Matt Clentax was at that game and watched A.J. Puck pitch in that game. And uh, look, there's still about two and a half months, or no, I guess three months. I guess I should interject. A.J. Puck two is, is a uh, left, big left, lefty, lefty from the University, the University of Florida. Florida. There's still two months to the draft, and there is no clear 1-1 right now. There's probably like five or six guys who it could be. And now the high school season is starting, and Jay Groom is the guy who everyone's going to kind of be looking at, the guy from Barnegat Light. Uh, In New Jersey? Yeah. Oof. And and he, I think he's making his debut Friday night. Uh, he's he's the guy that, that people are looking at, and I think if he has a if he has a decent season, doesn't get hurt, he could be the guy. But uh, with one one, you you almost you want a college guy to be there. You almost want a college hitter to be there. But they're really there's a guy named Nick Senzel from the University of Tennessee, a third baseman who's had a pretty good season so far. But the Phillies are into pitchers right now, which makes sense. And and the groom kid from Jersey might be end up being the guy. The uh, I mean to put this in NBA draft parlance, my impression is this is not. I mean if if the Chris Bryant. Bryce Harper, Steven Strasburg drafts were like the like a LeBron James, Kevin Durant type year. Mm-hmm. The, uh, John Wall. Ben this Simmons. is like the this is like the years when the Sixers have, have the first or second pick, where there's just there's if not they, a lot. There's not there's not a surefire get get me to the major leagues within two years like Chris Bryant. If if the major league baseball allowed the Phillies to trade out of the first pick, I think the Phillies would trade out of the first pick this year. That's a good way of putting it. Breen, do you agree? Yeah, and I, I think the one thing about the baseball drive, you said to people, are they going to care about it? I, I don't think – not that they don't care, but you're, it's hard to get excited for something when a guy's not going to be on the team for, for next four season years. for a while. It's well, it's like, like – it, it's funny. The NBA. And this is why I had I had the little uh, rant against tanking early in the season uh, because I think that's, like, why it doesn't exist in baseball. I mean, when you look – like, the Astros – I mean, the Phillies, in an ideal world, the Phillies are good way before whoever they draft this year Definitely. Correct. ends up coming to the team. Correct. Which is why you, there's no real tanking in baseball because it doesn't really make sense. I mean, look at look how long it took all the Royals guys. Unless they take a college pitcher like Puck, who right. might be up right. in 2018, right. maybe. Right. Pulling Aranola type deal. Right. But, um, but yeah, so, so, so speaking of the young kids, have you adjusted your timeline for these guys at all in terms of the return? Of, I had... Before before this last year, I was saying it might be 2019 or 2020 before they're back in the playoffs. I think, given the Hamels trade, given the Giles trade, given some of these deals that that both Amaro and Klentak have managed to pull off, I think 2018 is realistic. Um, I think get back to me after this season. Okay. I think we need to see who ends up getting to the majors, even if they don't get to the majors. Who has a big year? Who stays on the field? 
if we get it to the end of the year and you can point to three or four guys who have really emerged and you say, look, these guys are pieces, like well, legit pieces. So are pieces. we counting Michael Frank, Michael Franco as, as... No, 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 I wouldn't count him because I think I think, think we kind of know he's a okay. piece. Yeah, we, 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 you know he's a piece. We don't know if he's a superstar piece so what else or if they, he's a piece. So like, tell me, give me specific examples. Like, Are you talking about... Well, I'm talking about Roman Quinn. Okay. Like, If Roman Quinn stays on the field this whole year and does what he, Is he gonna make did in spring training... Is he gonna make the team? What do you mean? No, Roman not at, Quinn. Not at a camp. Well, you said stays. You said stays on the field the whole year. Yeah, stays on the field the whole year in minors. I mean, if he's able to play a full season, a season in which could possibly end with him in the majors, if he does okay. play well and stays healthy, like he could be a guy. And and but but going into the year right now, we don't really know because his injury history. But I mean, he was really really impressive, and I think the general manager came away beyond impressed with yeah, Roman that's the Quinn. One player who really seemed to love, and then they honored him. Uh, Wednesday with like their minor league spring player of the year award but one thing I thought Jake Thompson had a great end of the year last year with double A Reading so I'm thinking I love that, me some the, Jake Thompson is that not right no I love him oh, isn't it I Thompson it. Thompson whatever and so I'm thinking this kid will come in the spring training with a chance to compete for the number five job but then you before you get to camp they sign Charlie Morin and Jeremy Hellickson and then you kind of get a feel for they're not going to rush any of these kids to the majors they're going to let all of them develop, and there's no – so that's my compete is I would push it back a year because I think they're really going to take their time with J.P. Crawford and Nick Williams. I don't think anyone's getting rushed is to the J. majors this year. Is J.P. Crawford starting in double A? I would I think so. Okay. that he would. Yeah, they haven't announced that yet, but I, I think that's a pretty solid bet. Which is which some people – I mean, everyone's – I mean, <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm thinking about the day that I actually heard this question asked. I, I was down <laughs> yeah. in Clearwater on the half field, and somebody asked if – somebody asked – Clentac, if he thinks somebody JP, who will remain nameless, JP Crawford needs another year in AAA. If he's going to go back to AAA. <laughs> he's only spent half a year at Double A, and, I'll, the, Philly, and the Phillies like to have. He's never been in Allentown. No, he's the, never in the worst. Well, place. I mean, have you have you checked his GPS? He we talked to him about it. Oh, okay. favorite season in Pennsylvania. He didn't name it. No. no. What was it? What was his favorite? Was he a big Scranton guy? And then he liked Pocono because he said he, he likes the David Murphy Memorial Stadium. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, so 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 JP Crawford, they like the Phillies like their prospects to have an entire year at certain levels, and JP Crawford's kind of pushed that a little bit. Michael Franco pushed it a little bit towards the end, but I mean JP, it's not JP Crawford did not Chris Bryant the Eastern League last year. He did not. Uh, Nor and, did he Chris Bryant the Grapefruit League. Uh, yeah, how was he? How was he down there? He looked overmatched. Had some flashes of being good, and then flashes of uh, like Gelps had overmatched. He looks like he I mean, needs time. He looks like he needs weight, is what he, he needs. He could use he, some weight. I think the power, you know, the power numbers will be something that develops later in his career when he puts on a little bit of muscle. Right, but that, but, but the point is, you look at Chris Bryant. I mean, that's it's a, a different. That's a they're not the same. Yeah, right, they're just like, different. So there's no reason to rush. Yeah. Like there's no reason to rush a guy. I'll, like I'll say this. Yeah. I think. I think service time considerations are going to factor less than I thought they would. Only because the Phillies see a bunch of these guys as possibly being on their opening day roster in 2017, and I think they want to see some of them get to the majors this year. And and I and I think now they will have to earn it. It's not like they're going to promote a guy just because they need to promote a young player to get the fans' attention. If these guys, if some of these guys do perform well at Double A AA and Triple A, they will get to the majors this year. Yeah, I think you saw that with the decision to put Vincent Velasquez in the number five spot, Agreed. right? I mean, they, they easily could have gone with Adam Morgan or Oberholtz or even... Sean O'Sullivan. <laughs> Bring him back. And I really Great. hope Sean O'Sullivan doesn't listen to this podcast. He's a great guy. I like him a lot. Well, you know what? I bet you he puts that on his resume. <laughs> Good. 6.08 ERA. Second thought. 
Breen thinks I'm a very Matt Breen thinks I'm a very good it's guy. It's like a, a little big league when Billy Haywood fire cuts the guy on the Twins, but he's like, "I love your favorite player. I have your baseball card." You know he's young when he's references little big league. It's a great movie. That's like a cl- that's a classic. My man. All right. So anyway, let, give me give me like a first team all all uh, all spring training when you're down there. Obviously, Franco's on the list. Definitely Franco. Or Franco, sorry. Making fun of me for pronunciation. You'd probably call him Michael. <laughs> um, we'll put Roman Quinn on there. You know, even though he didn't stick in major. Do you like camp. my fan group idea though? The Magic Michaels. Everybody dresses in. Yeah, it's good. G strings and we'll put Brock number Stop, seven jerseys. Brock Stassi on there. Yeah. Oh really? He. I thought he. As first baseman, I I don't think Ruff or Howard. I'd put Darren a, Ruff on there. I thought Darren Ruff had an had incredible spring, and he's, spring. And he's still going to start on the bench. Yeah, he's gonna. I love the he's Darren, gonna. He's gonna play. But we don't want to talk about this, but I he will, will play. Yeah. I love the Darren Ruff existence. Like I so I walked up to him, and he's just like he's answering the same questions. I know. God bless him for th- for three years. And again, like it stinks because it puts you as as someone who like sees things rationally and is like, why well, don't they just put Darren Ruff out there? It puts you in the position as like having to like vouch for Darren Ruff and it makes it look like you think Darren Ruff is going to be like the next Babe Ruth or something like that. Well, so it's just like, no, like why don't, why don't you just, this guy plays in, he's a better defender. He's had better numbers. And yet three, for three straight years, we're still asking him how he feels about playing against lefties and whether what he needs to do to get back in the lineup. Meanwhile, like we're not going to talk about Ryan Howard, this podcast, cause I'm so tired of hearing about Ryan Howard. Cause I don't think, I don't think anybody, but that's why I was, I was uh, caveating it, caveating it. I was providing a caveat. I, th- I am not going to talk for Ryan Howard except except here when I say I don't care about Ryan Howard, and I just would rather see Darren Ruff play every day. I would I would put Jorge Alfaro on my list really? simply simply just because of you got a chance to see like the potential there. It wasn't necessarily translated in results, but my goodness, I mean, this guy has got every tool you could ever friggin' dream of. I mean, he is great, really impressive, and the, and the question the is contact tool. Kenny, well, and that question is, can he catch? And, and right. we're going to find out this year. But I also think that the catching thing is not as big of a deal because I really do think that the National League is going to have the DH in a couple of years. Yeah, but you want to, I mean, oh, yeah. for him to get, your, mean, to, yeah. to get your most value out of this guy, theoretically. He Absolutely. Has, you know, if, he has a, if you have a 20 home run hitter behind home plate who's also right. got a plus-plus arm and, uh, you know, he's got a lot of value right. there. He uh, could make, oh, no doubt. You know. He's like a Schwarber. You know, I think we have. To, if we're going to talk about all spring training team, we do have to mention Cedric, the entertainer hunter. Dude, I'm hey, telling you, I watched Cedric. I watched Cedric Hunter take batting practice, like the one of the few days I actually went out to watch batting practice when I was down there. I was like, "Who is this dude?" You like, know what? I was actually standing with a Phillies person, and they suggested. Uh, he said, "Watch his swing. He has Ben Revere's swing, but with more power." Yeah, like and he, I was like, "Okay." And then I watched. And I was like, "Holy crap! That is Ben Revere's swing, but with was, more power." I forget who the pitcher was that I saw him against. It was like. Ramos or something like that, um, but he, but he like it was this was like the first day of live batting practice and he like parked he parked one like in in in, in first day of batting practice nobody hits anything and this guy just like I look at the back of his jersey and then I go and I Google him and like he was a prospect yeah and he never really had a bat you know what I'm saying? like baseball n- America had him as the top Padres prospect one year. But the thing is, like, usually, like, you see, like, you, you go and then you look at their numbers and you're like, oh, this is why this kid never made it. Like, his numbers are, like, solid all throughout his minor league career. He... Like, it's he, weird that he's never gotten... He's a guy you root for, and I think the coaching staff really, 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 really wants him on the roster. Do you think he's going to be? I don't know. It's 
that's like the one decision that's kind of up in the air at this point. And like Yelp said, you root for a guy like that. So who, who's it come down to? Like who are the guy? Who's him or it'll be Cedric Connor or Will Venable who, who they, they just signed. signed. And you know who has a better track record? Who two years ago hit twenty two home runs in the majors and has got you know is a is a is a good player who has stumbled upon some not so good time. He's probably a part time player at this point in his career. But you have to weigh do you do you um, do you look at six weeks of spring training? Do you look at a guy who was in camp with you who did everything you asked him to do? Uh, do you reward him? And and again, whoever makes this team. Might not be on the team for very long. It could be that they swap these whoever makes it with whoever goes to AAA three weeks into the season. So, uh, Cedric Connor is an interesting guy. I mean, who knows? Like maybe the Phillies are the team. Yeah, you know, I guess like JD Martinez is the right, guy exactly. that we all like think about now as a guy who always had solid AAA numbers, never really cracked the majors. A four A guy, as they're known, and somebody just took a chance on him. And oh, look! Like and and the game is littered with guys like this. And who well, knows? That's like that's like. Not to bring up, not to bring up Darren Ruff again, but I'm going to bring up Darren Ruff again. That's always been my argument for him, where it's like, why not? Like, if you if you don't have a better option, it's not like we haven't seen like crazy stuff happen before. Like, at least there's no upside with Ryan Howard. Why not at least just throw him out there? Who knows? And and he's going to play. I really do. I mean, yeah. I'm convinced of that. But I, Cedric, I know. but Cedric they would Con- do that if Howard wasn't making twenty five million. But it's interesting with Cedric Connor because, while personally I'm sure he would like the big league paycheck. You know, it, it would almost. I mean, if you're if you're the Phillies, why not have him down at AAA swinging every day? And if he, I mean, then if he does it, then it's like, all right, we'll 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 bring you up. But I it's, mean, what what utility does he have? For it's that? highly possible that on Monday, when this baseball season starts, the first Philly to swing is Cedric Hunter. He might be leading off for the Phillies. Are on you Monday. serious? I'm yeah. I'm dead serious. What, where is he going to play? One of the corner outfield spots. He so, listed. He said we talked about the leadoff spot. And he said he would like it to be Cesar Hernandez or Cedric Hunter. <laughs> I'm dead serious. I think Cedric Hunter could be the first Philly to bat in 2016. Wow, that would be something. That I would, would be. Like I would a, also lose a bet with Matt Breen if that happens. A friendly bet. We don't actually bet real money. That'd be illegal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you don't. You probably bet. What do you bet? Milkshakes. But look, this season, this, you know, yeah. I, I think what's cool about this season, and it's different than last year, is that yes, this is a this is an opportunity for young players here. This is an, also an opportunity for a guy like Dalio Hinojosa, who who put up some ridiculous numbers last year. Yeah, and an opportunity for a guy like Cedric Hunter. Maybe these guys are something. Maybe they're not. Who knows? But the Phillies are have a team where they can afford a guy to be a clo- like that to be a closer, or a guy like that to be a corner outfielder, to be platooning with Tyler Goodell. Tyler Goodell, he's That's another right. guy. You know, well, he didn't really look all that great. He did he? not, no. He looks like a guy who needs to be platooned. He looks like a guy who's never played above double A and needs 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 to be needs to not be exposed. What he needs to do is get a hurt so he can put him on the disabled list. That's nice. That's really nice. That's the trick with the Rule Fivers, but the Phillies have had a good history with them. Yeah, so. he like it was weird because you heard so much about this kid you know, coming into uh, coming into spring training about, you know, the bat and whatnot. He was the – for whatever it's worth, he was the undisputed number one overall uh, prospect in the He will play. Draft. I mean, whenever there's a lefty in the mound, he'll play. But and he's I, like – I think – It's like we, he's a weird-looking guy. Like, if you, you got to see him in person. Like, he's, like, very tall and lanky and Looks long a little legs. like Hunter Pence. He's got – yeah, he does look like Hunter Pence before Hunter Pence, like, filled out. Yeah, he And definitely. he's got – like, he's got a really wide base, and he's just – I don't know. Like you look at he honestly, they were playing around with his stance too because oh, he really? does have a really wide. They were like, "Why is this, this guy's really tall? Why is he? Yeah, com, why is he like compromising some of his advantage, right. which is his height?" 
So they're playing around with him, and I think he's a, he pro- he's reminds, a project. He actually kind of reminds me of J.P. Crawford a little bit, where it's like, all right, you can see why people... I mean, not obviously not in terms of status and, and level of prospect, but like you can see why people like him, but his body, he, he just doesn't look physically ready. He's a project. But but he's going to... They're absolutely going to keep him on the Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, so then you have... So who would be who would be the other option to start in right field? Peter Borges. Well, 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 center well field. Herrera and Borges are starting. Okay. Right, right, right. So right, so that's so the other outfield spot. Center, right? The other outfield spot will either be Tyler Goodell, Cedric Hunter, or Will Venable. Whoever makes the team and whoever they they're facing, well, they're facing, they're facing a a, a right hander on opening day. Race Rysel Iglesias, and uh, yeah. So it, it sounds like Cedric Hunter almost. You got to keep him on. You need a lefty bat in there somewhere, don't you? Well, Venable is also. Oh, I thought Venable was already. I could be wrong. None of us know this. Man, you guys... Are, He's left-handed. Okay. Cool All if right. we had these devices that could look I this know. kind of information up. Uh, well, you're we'll scaring to, me now because I'm, we'll I'm, 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 I'm 99% certain that Will Venable hits left-handed. And, and to the listeners, they probably think that I'm that we're idiots right now. What were you doing? Well, one of the, the all I know is he, 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 he platoons with, I think, Denorfia in uh, San Diego. And one of them was right-handed. <laughs> anyway, while we're looking this up, we have our uh, crack research team on the case. <laughs> Gel, or, uh, Green and his... His uh, Samsung flip phone. <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to. I've been accused. I've been accused first. of being pessimistic, and I want to make clear. Yeah, I, let's get let's get some I stuff on the chest here. I think, is a left-handed right. batter. I'm wrong. As always, I think the Phillies will be entirely more watchable this season. I don't think there is any doubt about that. I think they will really struggle to score runs. Mm-hmm. Look at that lineup. I mean, where are the runs going to come from? And why do pitchers have any incentive to really give Michael Franco anything to hit in a in an important situation, okay? And the bullpen is going to lose them a lot of games. Yeah, I mean, I think... It's a fair assessment. I think... Uh, it is. It's. I mean, you can't... He said it, but it's perfectly said. I now, agree. Now, if they win two more games than they did last year, is that a failure? I don't think so at all. I think, again, we're measuring progress this year, not, not by, by the wins. standings. And that, and that is hard to tell people because we see the Sixers and we just... We we think oh here's that here's that these cliches about you know and and this this message you know trust the process and 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 it's so that to me is so irrevocably broken so whatever I think this is different but it's still hard to hear yeah and there's a lot compared to the Sixers there's more keepers on the Phillies than there are on the Sixers we think you can I think you can see the you know the process more. Here in the Sixers, you're you're looking at losses to get draft picks and lottery picks and and get new pieces. But yeah, I mean that was the so I agree with everything that you just said. If they if they are worse than last year, it will be because of the lineup, I think, and the bullpen. And I think the yeah. lineup, if, if you look at it, I mean, you know, there's a chance that Michael Franco. It's not an it's not an absurd leap of probability to say that Michael Franco could be the only 700 OPS guy on this team at some point. I'm not saying like if all Udova Herrera has to do is regress back to what he was for the first three months of last season, struggle with the second time around. I mean, Galvis and Hernandez, we've seen enough of them to say like they're going to have, they they would be surprises if they were anything more than what they've shown so far in their, you know, big league careers. And then Rop, I mean, again, like none of the, so automatically you have three, you know, guys who have been pretty, Pretty close to automatic outs in their their Borges. big league careers. Borges, who's had a brutal couple of years, uh, 
And then all of a sudden, all you all you are is a your other outfielder, Herrera regression, and and Cedric Hunter slash Will Venable platoon away from really struggling it, to score. It's not unreasonable to suggest that out of this opening day lineup, the only only hitter who is on the next great Phillies team is Michael Franco. Yeah, and, and that is why you just look at it and you say, again, there are pieces coming, but that there's just it's just not there. I thought you were being it's optimistic. Not there. I thought you were being optimistic. You want this was like your optimistic minute. You're, you're Franco, you're regressing. I mean, here's the optimism. Franco, yeah. Franco appears to be a stud. He really does, and, and and that is something that you can. If you're if you're left side of your infield is J.P. Crawford and Michael Franco, and they are who we think they are, that is a really solid building block there. Yeah, I mean the the rotation. I'm with you're kind of like everything you're saying is making sense. I have this team for 73 to 76 wins, but now I'm like starting to. I don't want to tamp down. I mean, I think I understand. I mean, people look again. The Braves they are going to play the Braves for eighteen games right. this year, and there could be quite a few wins that come out of that. So, and the Reds are oh my gosh, oh. <laughs> the Rock, and they're not even the worst. The, the, the Rockies are the worst team in in you baseball. Think, I think they, the Reds are really? worse. Yeah, the Braves might worst? be worse out of all of them. Yeah, Reds were second worst last year. Yeah, I mean, I, they I, have the second. Like, pick, who's yes. still? Why is Joey? Why, why are they hanging on to Joey Votto? Well, they tried to trade Jay Bruce about three times, and it fell through. Uh, they traded just about everyone. They tried to trade Brandon Phillips, too, and he turned it down. He vetoed it. Does, and I guess, does Votto have full no trade? He's got a pretty rough contract going forward, I think. Yeah, but that's... I'm sure he's got some no trades in there, too. Huh. I yeah. think he could be traded. But, like, I couldn't even name you the rotation. Is Homer Bailey still there? He's recovering from Tommy John. Okay. They're, 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 they were against the Phillies. They're going to start Rysel Iglesias. Is he a uh, prospect or is he just? He's a Cuban, younger Cuban who's who is a uh, gave him a few million dollar bonus. So he's something. They're going to start Alfredo Simone, I think, in game two. Okay. A former Phillies farmhand who had a different name back then. And in game three, they have not decided on their starter yet. Uh, the guy who was going to start opening day for them, Anthony DeSclafani, has a rib cage injury, so he's out. I think it might be this guy Stevenson, who's like a—he was a first-round draft pick. He's kind of a, a couple years ago. He's a little older now. Uh, he might be the guy who starts that third game. But Jeremy Hellickson against Rysel Glacius, I think, is pretty get, much ESPN's prime prime <laughs> matchup. I think on Monday is that get it get Must excited. Watch TV. So Velasquez, what are you expecting out of him this year? I think he's going to be, you know, he's a fist, that's a pretty good fifth starter, in my opinion. He threw really. Like, give me numbers. Well, he's not going to pitch the whole season. He'll I think pitch. a good season for Vince Velasquez if there's a 20 under game started. Okay. That's true. That's that's how you would measure a good season. He do you stays think it's, healthy do you think he it's, gets shut down in September. Do you think it's? Do you think he's going to be able to hold his own on a every five-day basis? Yeah, definitely. I think he's a. So it's just a matter of how good. He's. I mean, he's definitely a big league pitcher. Yeah, I don't think, you're not throwing out, like, you What's know, the ceiling? Guy who doesn't deserve it. Uh, no, but I'm saying you, like you would expect forward? him. You would expect him. Worst comes the worst to have a spot in a major league rotation for the, from here moving forward. I think worst comes the worst. He's a he's a closer. Okay. Worst yeah. case scenario, Vince Velasquez is a closer because he's, he's he's got the mentality to do it. He's got a he's got to. Uh, is he a true closer? He's an, he's an intense guy. Uh, Rahalde was pretty intense. They should have made him a closer. closer. Uh, so, so it's his secondary pitches, right? That he needs to like. What's his, what have they looked like? Because his fastball's been great. Yeah, slider, pretty hard. It's it's his secondary pitches, but I think it's also that mentality. I mean, he he th- he tries to strike out a lot of okay. guys, and he goes into deep counts, and he doesn't go deep into games. 
and uh, I don't know that he's a big league star. I don't know. They're gonna find that. That is, he's to okay. me, he's like one of the great. This is one of the reasons why you want to watch this series because Vince Velasquez every fifth day is this great unknown. He has incredible talent. I think that's really clear that came out, and he's incredible personality and incredible competitiveness. Uh, can he pitch every fifth day in the majors? I don't know. Is he who? Do you know that about J. Rad, Ikoff? Who? Jarad. Jared? Jared? Yeah, but he spells his name Jarad. J e r a d. I blame parents of a certain age who have just started just going crazy on these on these ridiculous Maybe it's a names. I think family heirloom that goes back in you know four generations. I think that he should put an apostrophe after J e and be Jarad. He probably doesn't care about how you spell your name. Nah, but she doesn't. So anyway, he's a little behind because he started spring training with a fractured thumb. So, so he's not going to be ready to go. No, he's going to be ready to go, but his performance might not be what you but expect you think, until May. Like, like, is he definitely in a major league rotation for the rest of his career? I think he's the kind of guy who is like a solid four or five okay. in a big league rotation. All right, he's got the secondary stuff to do it. Does he have the fastball to do it? Right. That's a question. And and he and he he might be a solid four or five in someone's rotation that doesn't play eighty one of its games at Citizens Bank okay. Park. He he's not. But, I mean, that's he is not thing, your right? ideal pitcher for this ballpark, I mean, he, and thing, that's where he could have problems. you got to keep in mind is that these guys, like some of these guys might be the guys that get traded for the guys that end up playing on this championship team, you know? I mean, look, if, if I mean, shoot, I'm not a, I like Aaron Nola for what he is, but, like, look at the A's. That's how they kind of built their, that's kind of that's how they sustain their success, even the, the Rays to a lesser extent. But there was that like four or five year period, and Andrew Bailey was actually one of the guys. But you know where Trevor Cahill and and I mean they the, the A's would just bring up these young starters. They would have a really good season, you know at at whatever they call it now, Oda Co. the Coliseum. Yeah, the Coliseum. Uh, too legit to quit. Too legit to quit. And uh, and then they would flip them, and they would build get, get huge returns for these young starters because they're cost controlled and and hardly ever get burnt by the trade yeah either. and they would hardly well ever i think and andy mcphil is sort of on the record saying you know we'll acquire the hitters when we need to and that might be through free agency or it might be through trades right. and if yeah. they stockpile this pitching yeah i mean and, some of these guys could go and don't get me wrong aaron nola i'm not calling i don't think he's going to be a bust or anything i think he's, he's going to be a number three or number four starter at the very least for his entire career but he, he doesn't he gave up a lot of home runs last year, and when he does get hit, he gets hit hard. And he doesn't and, mi- he doesn't miss no a he doesn't lot miss bats, bats which, and especially with his fastball. And to me, I like guys who miss bats with their fastball. And if you can, for example, like for example, if he puts up numbers like he did last year, this year, and someone's willing to go crazy for him, you know, like that's that's how you might have to do it these days, you know. And, and I think well, the Giles trade is the example. Right. I mean, Ken Giles. Again, he we saw him this spring. He's like, I thought I was going to be part of this rebuild. I thought I was going to be one of the guys who would shepherd through this this sort of bad time and be on the other end. And he wasn't because he got really good and other teams valued him and they flipped him. Yeah, I think uh, so. I, I don't know. I, I think it's that's why it's a fascinating season to me because it's almost like every at bat and it's almost like every at bat is its own game because you're watching these guys as individuals as in terms of. Did like, you just profess your love for baseball? <laughs> no, I, I, I profess my uh, my love above replacement for baseball because last year was awful. Like I didn't watch I didn't watch the last couple months. I will I, I will make a stone cold guarantee it will not be as miserable as it was last year. 
What a, they putting that going on, the, on a are they, limb with that Are one. they putting that on the banners? That's that's actually how they're selling tickets. The 2016 <laughs> Phillies, not as miserable as last year. It's a stone cold guarantee. But I mean, look at it. Like, in all honesty, three out of every five nights, you've got a young guy yep. who every, every start you're watching at in terms of what is this telling me about his big league career. And then on the other two nights, you're no longer running out a white flag. You at least have Jeremy Hellickson and Charlie Morton, both of whom have had very good seasons in, in Major League Baseball. And you're watching to see Michael Franco, Franco oh, yeah. you hope, become a star. You're trying to watch him and be like, well, I remember when I remember when I knew that moment when Michael Franco is going to be a superstar. And, and, you might, have, and that might happen this year. You should write a song about it. <laughs> Some prospects in you know, July or August that will come up and more reasons to watch. Yeah, I like Jake Thompson. Like He's my Me guy. Too. I like him a lot. I think he, he could be the guy that pushes the issue. Um, and again, like at least on, with pitchers and service time, the club has a crutch of saying innings. We want to keep his innings down, and, and you can control that better at AAA. But, I mean, that's not a bad rotation. If, if Jake Thompson is what, what he looked like he could be, like I think Jake Thompson has a higher ceiling than Aaron Nola. Like I think Jake Thompson could be a number one, number two. I mean, number two more so. But you disagree? I think there are similar ceilings. Really? I actually think Thompson might profile as a reliever. Really? Yeah. We'll hmm. see. Yeah. I just think he, I just really like him. Look, if they find two guys or three guys like Aaron Nolan, Jake Thompson, who are like middle of the pack guys who are going to give you 200 innings every year. But I think Jake Thompson can make people miss with his fastball. That's just me. We'll see. It'll be fun to see him at Triple A. What do you think? I like I'm with you. I like Jake Thompson a lot. I think he's a top of the rotation pitcher. Another guy with a good secondary pitch, a slider, or a curveball. I forget. It's something. It's really effective. It's, a sli- it's like a. Whatever I think yeah. it's a, but yeah it's good. it moves like a slider but I think it's called a curveball okay um yeah but he's I th- I I really like him I'm not so so I so, think he'll stick in the rotation going forward so like so you're saying seventy what did you say seventy three wins yeah ten more wins than that yeah. last year what did you, what did you say what, what I didn't you? have a number yet predictions are the worst if I'm gonna yeah, give you I'll a number wrong. right now I'll give you I'll give you sixty five wins Ooh, a two a, win improvement just one below the under. Over under, I think it's sixty. Vegas is half. smart, man. I know, dude. They they. Uh, what about Villanova? What's your prediction for Villanova? Uh, Actually, we've been talking about yeah, this. It's Villanova. Wait, minus. I have a question. Villanova, am I right here? Villanova lost by like almost thirty on a yeah. neutral court to Oklahoma mm-hmm. in like November, December, December, and I go that was a while ago. But the Philadelphia Inquirer reported that they've learned from it. Uh, but okay, I understand that. But how in the world is? I mean, I'm shocked by that Vegas installed nova as like two-point favorites that really somebody surprised knows, me somebody knows, somebody knows somebody I, knows something i think maybe it also is reading a lot of the coverage so it, you know i don't read a lot about oklahoma so i'm, I'm bought into nova i think they uh i think they win and cover the spread i'm wow. on i'm on the sixers draft buddy healed bang bandwagon i love buddy healed buddy healed could be that transformative like just i don't know that buddy healed is a top five pick? No, but I just think in his the way he plays the game. Oh yeah, and like for a team that is so just so oh, yeah. morose and listless, and marketing has been a very big issue for them. And not you're not going to draft a guy because of marketability, but this guy is fun to yeah, watch. Yeah, he's like Steph. He, he he's kind of the. I mean, if if you're looking for the next Steph Curry, he would be the one. He would be the place to to start. I mean, I'm not saying that he's the next Steph Curry. I'm just saying he's got that kind of skill. He's got that kind of. Skill set. We were, we're saying the same things about Buddy Hill that we were saying about Steph Curry. I think his whole his handle is not his handle is not nearly as good. Hinges as Steph on getting Ben Simmons. 
the, the dude, have you watched have you watched Ben Simmons? I gotta I say the Sixers the Sixers really are really care. disappointing, and I and, and I have a lot of friends who are really into the Sixers, and I understand that. And to me though, it's a kind of a sore spot. But the next few months, like deciding who will be the number one pick for them, is really fascinating. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. But yeah, I, everybody rips them. They're not that far away. If everything goes, if they, yeah, you know, MPH, I guess what I'm saying. I, how much Kool Aid did you drink before you came? Yeah, realistically. Like, but dude, love, why do you like Ben Simmons? Why do you like Ben Simmons so much? I, I'm attracted to hype. I'll admit that. Okay. So, but I, I'm just. I'd, we'll. Uh, yeah, I'm just. I'm bought in. I, I think what, he's. I watched. Does your play. girlfriend know this? She must be attracted. To Is hype she tall? Too, but she somehow likes me still. She um, must be attracted to goobers. Yeah, that's true too. Height, <laughs> not height. Um, no, I just. I watched him in October, November in Brooklyn. I thought he was really good then. He uh he plays on a team of like me. It's me and it's I know, but it's he quit me. on his team. Yeah, and he and he's not, he just doesn't. He, he did he, not quit. He like doesn't. He just like doesn't. He's not very aggressive. Uh, uh, all American. Oh, I'm not. Hey, freshman of the year. Okay. I everyone rips him because they didn't get to the tournament. I mean, he's he he would be the the first number one pick. He went to LSU as a favor. If he goes to a real well, first school, of all, that tells me something about him. How did LSU not fire that coach? I know. Probably because he got. Yeah, it's like because he got, got Ben Simmons. I don't. Yeah, yeah who knows? But, but uh, all I know is I watch Ben Simmons, and I'm like, man, that guy plays soft. And I watch Brandon Ingram, I and like I'm like, Ingram man, that guy plays hard and takes it to the hole. I think Brandon Ingram. I like Brandon. I am on the Brandon Ingram. If they had over Ben Simmons, if they hadn't Ingram drafted a thousand big men in the last few years, Brandon Ingram would make a lot of sense. But yeah, but he's more of like a Kevin Durant type. I feel like. All right, I have six weeks oh, yeah, of expenses yeah. I have to do. I'm going to set a company record for most Wawa receipts <laughs> submitted in an expense report. Breen, how many Rita's receipts do you I have? I actually paid for my Rita's out of pocket. <gasps> Man. Are you, wow. How many Shirley Temples does the company allow you to expense uh, every night? Horchata, Mexican oh, Shirley Temples. I had a couple of them. Yeah, yeah. Breen is like the Joel Embiid of... of <laughs> <laughs> What's our company called? Philadelphia Media yeah. Network. Our boss comes to my uh, house every week, stocks it with fruits and vegetables. I throw them out. <laughs> Took a trip to Cutter. <laughs> yeah. He, this is like, it, it, he's got grenadine flowing in his blood. I don't know what that is. It's, it's what's That's in how the they Shirley make Shirley Temple. Temples. Uh, my bad. All right. You should know what's going into your body. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see. This podcast will be old by, by Monday because the Phillies will be playing in Cincinnati. And when is this podcast running? I don't, well, it's going to run whenever Jonathan Tannenwall gets his butt in here and puts it up on the internet. We have his phone here as hostage. Yeah, I know. I don't know where he went. I'm actually kind of worried about JT. <laughs> J- J- Jonathan Tannenwall was supposed to be producing this podcast. The fact that he left his phone here, I, I mean, that is, that is and he dis- all going to get edited out by Tannenwall. And he disappeared. It's somewhat concerning. WrestleMania is Sunday, too. Quick shout out. <laughs> all right, we're out of here. Thank you. Bye.